You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. So Toxic Positivity was one of my most viral episodes, and we've been talking about that for a long time. I had someone write in today who she didn't have questions. She was just sharing like, hey, my Instagram account got deleted. I have no idea why, but she's like, as soon as it did, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to let bygones be bygones and let this stay because she too resonated with when I said, I feel like social media is doing more collective harm than good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't want to contribute to that. So I thought, okay, fine. I'm off. No more Facebook, no more Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. done. And then we looked at a post today. I don't want to share exactly like who wrote it and what it was because that's going to be its whole other episode. I have self-discipline with our Gemini rides. Oh, gosh. Yeah. In our chart. But we were reading it all morning over coffee, and we were like, this is good, but this is toxic. And it was a post that a woman made about toxic positivity. It's just... Yeah. Un- unravel the spaghetti noodles in my brain, man. <laughs> Yeah. So just to kind of sum it up, I think what I'm finding with social media today is that everyone is, is, and we've done this for a long time. We try and justify everything instead of fix a problem. Instead of the the solution to something, we're just looking to, to justify why we're still in the problem. And that post that you showed me today, like I said, I could definitely see where that lady was coming from by saying the things she was saying, but it was almost just blatantly evident to me that she knew that the state of the world today, it was easier to grasp people and say, you are enough Mm -hmm. than to say everything you need to be great already lives within you. Huge difference. And so when I told you that statement, it, it it makes your mind realize like, oh my gosh, most of these people on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, whatever, social media platforms, they're just manipulating people to stay where they're at because if I can keep you where you're at and you keep coming to me for advice, I've got you. But it's scary to say if you grow past me that like, I no longer have control That's of you. That's one way of looking at it. Sorry, my cheeks were bursting to speak. That I do agree with you. Not everyone, but in that case, I feel but like in that case people, only. Me included, in the beginning stages of Lightworkers <clears throat> Lounge, I can reflect back and listen to my old episodes and my old posts and be like, "Oh Lord." Mm-hmm. But you, as a creator, I wasn't even a creator. I was just sharing things that resonated with me. I was not a thought leader. I was not a creator. Mm-hmm. I was just a conduit for people to feel like I feel the same way. That's mm-hmm. it. But. I never stopped. If someone would have told me you're creating, uh, you're manipulating these people to always follow you, I would have been like, how? how? No. I'm just sharing what resonates with me. And these people, they, they really think that they're making a change. And they are to some people. But the predicament is, how are we as creators, podcasters, influencers, supposed to cater to every single person? personality type, mm-hmm. past trauma experience, mm-hmm. gender, ethnicity, religious beliefs, political beliefs. How are we supposed to create content? One post, one podcast episode where we make sure we cover every single base to make sure that every single type of personality is pleased. You don't. 
You don't, but you can tell when somebody within a post is trying to hold people back for whatever reason. Like even if it's even if it's a, a healthy way, like I'm trying to hold you back so you can realize what it is within you that needs to get you where you need to go. But that post specifically was very much um, she was not wrong. Uh, and I think I said it every time you read like one of those slides, it was like, I, I said, like, I get what she's saying, but I just feel like where I'm at today and I have a different perspective and I can see from a higher view right now than I even I used to, it's those statements are keeping people justifying why they're doing what they're doing mm-hmm. instead of allowing their mind to say, you know what, I am more powerful than I do believe and instead, a lot of those things make individuals think like, what I'm doing is okay, and that's enough. And it's like, ugh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There is no wrong. There is no right. But when you want to really see people grow into who they're supposed to become, it becomes more about, I think, being a little more open and not so like, no to this, yes to this. And that post was very like black and white, like, this is shitty. This is not. Mm-hmm. Look at it this way. Don't look at it that way. Right. And I think what I've learned from some of these people like Ben are when you ask questions over statements, that post was still statements over questions. Mm, more open it. Right. Because yeah. you can't cover all the bases. No. To please every single person. Right. And that's where questions come in. If, I agree if you want to, if you want to hit them all, like you're talking about, ask questions open into high mileage. Right. You can sit in a room full of a million people with a different personality, with different traumas and everything, but you can ask one question that will make everyone connect to themselves in a way that they needed to. Right. I go deeper though. And I think it's the audiences. It is not the creator's job to create things that pleases everyone as a user of social media where we are still lab rats because just when I was in college 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't a thing. Yeah. It's so brand new. As users of social media, we need to be aware of the good parts, the bad parts, and we need to have rooted, grounded thoughts to be able to have discernment and not take everything that is fed to us on our search feed as real. Well, that goes even deeper. <laughs> that, that goes deeper than, than yeah, oh. you shouldn't be. If that's the case, nobody should, should be, be looking social. at social media at all until you get to a place in life where you feel rooted enough mm-hmm. for somebody to walk up to you and say, hey, you did that wrong, or hey, you're a piece mm-hmm. of shit, or hey, great job. And for you to be able to hear somebody's outside perspective, analyze it, and stay rooted in what you believe you need to do or what you shouldn't do, and then make a decision, mm-hmm. if, that were the, like, if that were the case yeah. and everyone could do that, then social nope. media and the world would be a different place. Yes. But, but it's not. We're all hurt and we all become keyboard warriors and we all get so excited to be behind a glass screen. Mm-hmm. Like half the things people, someone, some influencer made a video of her reading the things that people have said to her out loud so you could actually see what it would look like if, just as you just said, if mm-hmm. we walked through Target and it was like, hey, I know you. Hey, you're ugly. Like this girl's beautiful. She looks like Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. And so some people say to her, you're the generic Walmart version of Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. They say it all the time. <laughs> and imagine if she's at Target shopping and some random person came up to her and was like, hey, you're pretty, but you look like the generic version of Megan Fox. Like, mm-hmm. What do you say? <laughs> First of all, nobody would. No. In real life. 
But people don't realize that social media gets this like gloss look over your face where you all of a sudden type things that you would never say in person. Well, this is why I think those posts are, are toxic and really harmful. And we can make excuses and say, well, everyone needs to hear certain messages. This is an exact reason. When somebody tells you, you know what? You are fucking enough. <laughs> that makes you think that your shitty attitude, that your demeanor, that your negative victim energy, mindset. that your victim mindset is okay. And if mm-hmm. that's okay, then you're going to mm-hmm. treat people as such. But if somebody challenges you, but makes you at the same time believe that everything that you need is literally in you to be whatever version of greatness you want to be, whether that's mother, author, business person, whatever. If somebody makes you feel like you have enough in you to become phenomenal, but challenges you to be that, Mm -hmm. there's such a big difference. You then start to think like, wait, I am worthy of what I'm trying to create, but I'm not above anyone else. Mm -hmm. But those toxic posts and those things that keep these poor people trapped Mm -hmm. make... I've been there. They make you believe that you don't need to fix shit in your life, that you are great, you are perfect. And when you believe that, you start to treat people like that. And it's... Yeah. Oh, I've caught myself doing it. I'm not pointing a dirty finger at all any of these people acting like I'm perfect on social media. Like, I came from an upbringing of a single mom on welfare. And so it's so easy to be like, I can't make as much money as you because this is what I come from. This is the programming I'm going up against, whereas you were raised with entrepreneurs and wealthy and always knew where your next meal would come from. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know? And it's like, well, wait. If I pull myself out of that hole and just today, instead of sitting at home scrolling or sitting on my laptop, I decide to actually go out and shake hands with a small business owner and ask if they'll sell my book, that one thing Mm -hmm. changes it all. Instead of sitting at home and saying, yeah, I came from this, so they don't know what it's like to grow up that way. Or you just just remove the meaning of everything and say, remove money, remove everything. I watched people grind to get what they needed. You watched mama grind to get what she needed. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you just remove everything and realize like we're literally all human, we're all the same, nobody's better than the other, but what defines us is the actions that somebody will take to become better than they are today. So We're going to ask that person to come on the podcast. We like her. We think she's dope. She's really good at what she does. This isn't a knock on anybody. It's just like this could be a good debate. Just like we always say, I want to hear a podcast of a carnivore versus a vegan. Mm -hmm. I want to hear a healthy conversation, a healthy debate between the two, but you won't find it. You guys, if you're listening to this and you do know, because there's got to be at least one out there where a very like, I only drink juice (laughs) and eat celery. And then someone who's like, Paul, I only eat meat liver. Mm -hmm. I want to hear those two sit down and have a good conversation. There's not. I mean, if you guys I've, know something, please email it to me. I'll be waiting. I'm the podcast king, and I've never heard two opposite polar ends of anything other than Joe Rogan's podcast bring people together right? to have a different perspective. Like a, 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 is it a naturopath? Yep. A holistic kind of doctor, right? Yep. So it's like sitting a naturopath down with a with a surgeon, and like having a conversation. Yes. Yeah. Those two would never, because more than likely, the 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 surgeon, the MD, yeah. would not hear what the other had to say and vice yeah. versa. So right. yeah, if y'all do know any, 
But if they come together, oh my gosh, if they say, okay, naturopath, you are the first line of defense. You meet with people, look at their lifestyle, their diet, give them some supplements, and let's try that. If it still doesn't work, I'm the one with the scissors and the knives. I'll give them surgery, give them the hard stuff. The only way... work together. The only way in life to have a debate, a true debate, and I'm sure they teach us in college, is that before you go into a debate with a partner, friend, business, whatever the debate may need to be, you have to identify what the common um, agreement is, yeah. right? So like, we agree we love each other. We're going to take that into a debate that we have. Like in this case, we're talking about doctors. Hey guys, y'all are completely opposite. I don't agree with you. Do what you do, we don't. But we both agree our common love is that we want to help people. And if you can like never lose focus on that same common goal, which we all have... Yeah. Human race, we all have the same common goal, but we seem to forget it. How funny that you're, you're that was really genius, by the way. That was brilliant. We all crave helping people. Look at all these questions we have. It's all people who are like, What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to help people more. Mm-hmm. I want to be more hands on. Yet, we're in a day and age where we are more isolated from each other, more angry and divided with each other than mm-hmm. ever. Yet, we all crave unity. Mm-hmm. What is happening? <clears throat> this is why super sensitive, empathic people are just losing their mental, or their brain pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have a lot of brain pain yep. because <clears throat> the polarity is extreme. We're, we're confused. Not, we're not willing to. The sun is in a permanent square with the moon. Yeah, and we're not. We're not willing to all say like, "Hey, all of our Saturns are in the same spot right now," <laughs> even though our placements are all over the place. Like. We have this in common. Let's just focus on that right now. I wish I was a pug and I could just lay around and fart at will and snore all day. <laughs> well. Uh, say so there he goes. I also wish coffee was the cure for cancer and every time you drank it, the fountain of youth yeah. was in a latte. If it was, we'd Today's definitely Today's advice old. column is a really cool story. This is a bit of a long one, but it's really good. Okay? She is from Australia. Shout okay. out to our Australian listeners. We had to go to Australia. What does the old say? Put another shrimp on the Bobby. Oh, okay. All right. He's from Texas. Forgive him, please. Okay. Dear Steph and JL, I look up to you and JL and the way you guys discuss things so openly, and I hope to find someone like that one day. I also love, love, love what you guys do for a living. I think she follows us and probably knows that Mm -hmm. you've built vans or you've been in construction, but also with this, this is what we do. Yeah. So here we go. I am 27 years old and very independent. Hasn't gone through that first set of return yet. (laughs) I'm 27 years old and very independent. I have had some strange career choices in the past, but was super successful as a pole dancer. I like that better than saying stripper. Well, that's the thing. thing. No, 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 no. They're not always the same thing. Oh, sorry. Nope, 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 nope. What's yeah, the difference? So there is women, and I know there's maybe some that listen. There is people who are pole dancers where they specifically do, like, that's what it is. Like, they do acrobatic things, and they that do... hard. Oh, yeah, I've they do I've wanted to take an every, exercise class doing it. You yeah. had to be... <clears throat> every bit of their dance routine and everything that they do is on a pole. Now, as a man, no, they're not the same as a stripper at all. A stripper is... Does a stripper use a pole? Uh, or do they just go on stage? They have the ability to, but most of the time, they're either on a small stage having money thrown at them, or they're mingling in a crowd 
to try and make money off of the men oh. that are sitting in a crowd. A pole dancer is actually an art. Is actually, yeah, like they, yes, it's an art form more so. Yes, mm. I'll say that. It's more performing, like yes. a show. Yes. Oh, yep, yep, yep. okay. Well, thank you for clearing that up because I'm sure there are listeners out there. I know for a fact there are. I've read the charts of pole dancers so many times. Yeah. And every single time they are in Aries. Yep. And guess what? This girl's in Aries. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what it is with you Aries women. You guys are just badass. Sometimes, it takes a lot of confidence to do this job. Sometimes not care what people think and to get up there oh, yeah. and put your body in front of people. You know how many women are like, I'm not having sex unless the lights are off. These oh, women yeah. say, turn them on. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> it's and badass. They're both in the, a lot of times they're both in the same vicinity. So you would just bundle them together and be like, mm. oh, that's a stripper. But actually... They're different. They're okay. different, yeah. So she says, I'm 27 years old. I've had some strange career choices in the past, but I was super successful as a pole dancer. My midheaven in Leo makes me want to be on a stage, but judgment given from potential partners and the stigma around it is hard. I've always loved acting, and I love the fun of dressing up and pretending to be someone else. My Sagittarius rising loves the freedom this job gives me or gave me. I have now moved on in life and work as an admin for the government and mental health. I have worked all over with this job, including a prison. I love speaking with people with mental health problems as my Pisces stellium makes it easy for me to put myself in someone else's shoes. And I feel very empathetic with people. Even though I'm only an admin, I still work very closely with people. I have thought about going back to study something in healthcare so I can progress with this more, and I've always thought to be a counselor or something like that, even though my Leo Minheaven always misses getting dressed up and twirling around on that stage. So her question is, do I go back to studying something in healthcare, or do I take a more theatrical turn and study acting or pursue something more in dancing? I'm torn in which direction to take. What do you guys think? So, her big three, she's an Aries sun, Pisces moon, Sagittarius rising. Whoo, baby. Fire with a little bit of water. Pisces moon is really fun. I love Pisces moons because they're so theatrical. They're mm. so creative. These are the singers, songwriters, yeah. dancers. They just, they move you through their art. Mm-hmm. Right? The boys Uh, have Pisces moons, and I'm like, no, actually let them watch YouTube and then let them film their own YouTube. And when mm -hmm. we do, they're like, yes! Yeah. (laughs) Then love it. I I mean, she, it seems like, if you you read that back, Mm -hmm. she attaches love to the arts, Mm -hmm. and she kind of attaches the energy of, well, like, I'm just, now I'm having to do this admin stuff because potential partners didn't like who I was and all this other shit. So kind of falls back to the the self-worth and sticking with whatever it is that you enjoy doing, regardless of what anybody believes. And I know that people would be like, well, how could you be a quote-unquote pole dancer or a mm-hmm. stripper, whatever it may be? Like, that's not long-term. I get it her big picture view at the end makes more sense. Like, should I take this skill that I have established and this love for art that I've established and take it into something else? Like, absolutely. 
Yeah. You've, you've attached love to art. I would ask myself, where do I see myself in five years, 10 mm-hmm. years? Do I want a partner? Do I want to be a mother? Mm-hmm. Where do, what do I see myself living in? What neighborhood? And then from there, once you've got that drawn out, say, okay, if I turn left and go back to pole dancing, is that going to get me further or closer to that vision? If I turn right and pursue a degree or a certification in healthcare and go that way, does that get me closer or further from that goal? Because they are two very drastically different career choices. Yeah, and then uh, have you ever heard of Cirque du Soleil, friend? In serious? Las Vegas, like that the, fulfills your whole chart. You still—it's a very sensual dance, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. I used to go to UNLV, and I would go to these shows all the time and just be dumbfounded at how fit and how beautiful the men and women were. And they get to travel and mm-hmm. go do this all over the world. Yeah, I think it all kind of comes down to asking yourself. Am I really dreaming big or am I just kind of limiting myself like we talked about on yesterday's podcast? Am I limiting myself by saying, well, I am only, I enjoy pole dancing, but I'm only good enough to be a pole dancer. Or like you just said, can you take what you love about that and dream big, not limit yourself and say, you know what? It's the art form and the workout and the the sensuality of it. You know what? Fuck that. I want to take it and go big. I want to be the head whatever at Circus Olay, or I want to start my own performing program in my own school. Like A lot of times we limit ourselves to something because we don't believe, truly believe that we can accomplish something better. Mm -hmm. So we just stick with like, well, this is what I love. This is what I'm going to do. And actuality, kind of like your your question yesterday, I want to be a cop or I want to be a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you thought deeper in your true dream was to be a U.S. Marshal? Mm-hmm. It's like, go deeper. Yep, go deeper with that. Now, pulling in your birth chart, because we've got feet on the ground, head in the stars. Let's take a little trip and a rocket to the stars. I so like you. She's an airy son. She's 27 years old. She has not gone through her first Saturn return yet. Mm-hmm. So her Saturn sits in the sign of Pisces in the fourth house. She's really going through a period right now because it starts at 27. That's when Saturn starts knocking on the door before she rips it down and comes in at 29 and 30. She's knocking on the door, and she's getting a feeling of, okay, here I come. The life lessons that are going to push me into being an adult are here. Her Saturn is in Pisces. Simply put, her life lesson in this lifetime is to learn how to have her feet on the ground Mm -hmm. because her head stays in the stars like Pisces does a little too much. My Saturn and Pisces people, you guys have got to learn that, yes, spirituality, whimsical, head in the stars, dreamland, this is beautiful and a very important part to living an enriched life, but you got to pull out the Virgo, the mm-hmm. sister sign of this, and have your feet on the ground and actually show up to work, self-discipline, those earthy things that you guys sometimes struggle with. So this is where she's coming in. So during your first Saturn return, you leave your sun sign behind and leap into your rising sign. Have you noticed yours? You went from Virgo to Cancer. That's quite different. Yeah. Me too. I went from Sagittarius, let's go to Vegas, to Taurus. I want to live in the mountains with a garden Yeah. during my Saturn return. She is leaving behind Aries and stepping into Sagittarius. Kind of similar because they're both fire signs, Mm -hmm. but different. Big difference. Big difference. How is it different? 
<laughs> you go from a fuck you energy to a well, more whatever. of a rock on. Yeah, completely do- still fiery, but just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. More rolls off the shoulder. So she's going to let go of that fierce Aries energy and step into the role of the teacher, the shaman, the wisdom seeker, mm-hmm. right? This is a little... This is a little different. You are going from that sun in the fifth house, mind you. She loves the arts. When she says she loves putting on makeup and turning into a different character, she means it with the chart like this. Mm -hmm. But now she's stepping into the Sagittarius rising, which is let me take everything I've learned as a badass Aries, put it all together, Mm -hmm. and learn from that huge lesson. Now, looking at the career placements in her chart, her midheaven is in Leo. I do see this quite often in famous people, mm-hmm. in creatives, singers, songwriters, actors, dancers. Yeah, This does indicate that. But even if you were like, oh, maybe not, a midheaven in Leo is just someone who brings creativity into everything they do. You're a builder. People would think all you do is hammer nails. There's nothing creative in that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You have to draw out and design things and get really creative with how you create this physical structure from nothing. Creativity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That can be found in any career. So while a midheaven and Leo, yes, you are made for the stage, girl, but it doesn't limit you to, well, I have to be famous. Well, I have to be an yeah. artist. Your Sagittarius rising has Jupiter sitting right on top of it with two degrees apart. That is huge. Jupiter blows up wherever he's at. So this tells, this is a very common, I think Obama has this. People with Jupiter sitting on their rising sign are very well known in the world. They've got big personalities. So when she takes the stage, even if she's with like four other girls, I bet they all look at her. Mm-hmm. She's got the Aries confidence, and then Jupiter on her Sag rising, she just owns it. Mm-hmm. She just has a larger than life aura to her. So that again is another placement of someone who is well known. Now, her North Node, her spiritual purpose, Midheaven, how she makes money, Leo. Rising sign, where she's moving towards. North Node, what is her spiritual purpose? That one thing we all want to feel so good at. It's in Virgo. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Wait. Hold on. I lied. She sent a chart that I'm not used to looking at. It's in Scorpio. My bad. Scratch that. She's not mid, She's not North Node in Virgo. She's North Node in Scorpio. Okay. So knowing her two choices, what would you advise? And it's in the 12th house of mental health, prisons, hospitals. Gosh, I still feel like... I still feel like with her, that Leo placement and her Pisces moon and what else did she have? Pisces? Saturn, Saturn. Mercury, Venus. Oh, she is a Pisces queen. Yeah. I think, I think something within the deep realms of art. I don't know what, Mm. and, and that would make sense. Like the pole dancing and the shit like that, because you think about Aries, Sag, Pisces, Scorpio, like you put those Mm -hmm. together and that's somebody who is when the you know the lights are turned down low doing owning the stage and doing their own sensual thing up on the stage like that's that makes sense with that with that chart but but i will say pisces yes they are known to be the artists mm-hmm. but it's because a lot of times they they struggle with mental health mm-hmm. this world is just they're tired they're the oldest sign they've lived all the other signs they've been here so many times they're sick of the human experience but with that they're the most creative because they've been a calf they've been an aquarius they've been an aries yeah so they take 
all of the energy, the best energy from all the signs, and they are that. So while Pisces rules an artist, yes, it rules mental health. Mm -hmm. And she wants to have a career in healthcare and mental health. Mm -hmm. So really, it points to both. But what I'm thinking is she should pursue, because that's her north node. This is where she needs to, that guiding star, pursue the healthcare career. Because within that, you've got to be creative. Each new person that you are helping, like we were just saying in the beginning of this episode, is a whole different canvas with Mm -hmm. completely different colors, shades, and textures. And you've got to be mutable to meet them where they're at and get on their level to reach them. That's an art. It is. I think she would just need to tie in some other some other aspect to it because to go from one extreme to the other, to go from being on stage and being in the view and the limelight and being cheered to being behind the doors, going through deep, dark things with people is such a polar opposite that I think that Aries said, you'd have to have some kind of way of light lighting it up. Pisces, some, some kind of art form within in order to do that. No, in order to stick with that. Yeah. So I will say her south node falls in the sixth house of health. So this tells me in a past life, she was probably a holistic healer mm-hmm. in the realm of health. And so maybe when she steps into healthcare, she has that remembrance like we all do with our south node of, ah, this is quite familiar. I like this. This is safe. Mm-hmm. This is easy. This comes naturally to me. Whereas the dancing might be a little bit more challenging for her. She loves it, but it's like, hmm, this is different. Yeah. So... My friend, if I were to bunch this all together, I would say pursue acting or dancing. I think you, you know what's cool is here's my business mind is I feel like, and this is just way outside the box, Mm -hmm. I feel like you could open up a pole dancing studio that focuses on mental health and empowering women Mm -hmm. and healing traumas. Like, think about it a lot of the teachings today in the spiritual world, quote unquote, are go outside and spread your arms like an eagle and scream to release pent up energy, right? It works. Now think about blending those both, taking art and dancing and body movement and mixing it with healing traumas, crying, deep, dark shit, and just kind of combining those both. My, My business mind says, do it all. Get a, yeah, get in a retail center, open up a shop where every once a week you host an event where you bring in women for 20 bucks a pop and y'all come in and you teach yeah. them not only how to dance, but you're teaching them how to release trauma and pent up energy mm. while doing it. Yeah. Her son lives in the fifth house. So whatever house your son lives in doesn't have an off switch. It's always turned on. This is known as the theme of your life. So everybody listening to this, if you don't know which house your son sign lives in, so important. Take mm-hmm. that one piece and go study it. Hers is in the fifth house of acting, singing, creative arts, mm-hmm. but also children, anything creative. Yeah. So the theme of her life is this. And so perhaps something happened with the creative pursuit. Maybe she thinks she wants love because I can see family and creating her own family is really important to her with her fourth house stellium. But she made a really good point that I just, because I'm not a part of that world totally oversee, but it's hard to have a partner when you introduce yourself to someone, you start to have chemistry and to tell them I'm a pole dancer. A lot of men say, Oh, fuck that. 
That's where I say. I'm make, not having other men look at your body. No, make it a make it a, <laughs> and you attract a different type of person too. If you make this a a real business for yourself, where you're healing people through dancing, you mm-hmm. no longer have to say, "I work at Jerry's mm-hmm. from midnight to four a.m. down mm-hmm. the street pole dancing," because I love pole dancing. You mm-hmm. now say, you know, on your first date, like, "What do you do?" Oh, I own a studio down the road where I yeah. teach women to empower themselves through dance dance, right because we women we are so inundated with our body needs to look like this as soon as we give birth we got to snap back mm-hmm. at age 43 when our estrogen is just low we still need to have tight boobs and a ripped ass there you <laughs> like, go saturdays no. are saturdays are snap back saturday well not snap back <laughs> to like have that body that pleases men but to go be around other women and say okay you guys all work it's required you have to wear a belly shirt to class mm-hmm. so many women would be like oh my god no i have stretch marks or like that but if you show up around other women and they all cheer you on and say you look gorgeous mm-hmm. oh the energy that comes from that the mm-hmm. body positivity that reflects because then they go home feel more confident with their sexual partners and they're happy and it's just well, it's this, beautiful this all goes back to the post we started off talking about thoughts your thoughts become your reality period yeah if people Not help plant positive ones you take those and you create what you want out of it. So, Jeffrey's got some wild thoughts keeping him asleep right now. Mm-hmm. I keep kicking him like stop. So I would tell her create creativity this is definitely her calling. There are so many placements in your chart that say you're going to be famous. Just going to throw plant that seed. And when I say famous, I don't mean Beyonce, Taylor Swift. You definitely could. But it could be in your community. You just kick ass at having this business and everybody knows you. You know, just yeah. well known. I should use that phrase. Well known. Yeah. Creativity. And thank you for submitting this story. That's really cool and brave that you are not afraid to share this story. So we appreciate that. Keep using your keep using yeah. your art to empower people. All right. Tomorrow I am going to release an episode about Sagittarius season. Baby J, what's it like to live with two Sagittarians? Me and Jeffrey. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's an endless adventure without even leaving the house. Yeah, yeah. We have so much fun. Our whole tattoo we're going to get for you, me, and Jeffrey is about travel. Yeah. Got you stuck with Sagittarius. Woo! Yep. It's lucky. We're, we're a fun sign to be around. Remember we did a poll? Everyone's favorite sign was Sagittarius. Yes, you How can't can you hate not? a Sag. You can't. No. Right? No. Sagittarius rising for the girl we just talked about. You're lucky, sis, to have that as a rising. That's really cool. Yep. So happy Sag season. Tomorrow's episode will be all about that. And then we'll be right back to the advice column because you guys keep submitting these awesome stories. Thank you so much for trusting us with your stories, with your birth chart. And it's cool. I didn't expect this. But as we read, like this girl, I, I feel so connected to her. I can't mm. wait to email her after we post this and say, thank you. Like, let us know what I feel invested in them. Yeah. Right? Like the Pisces and the Libra story. I literally told her, please send us a wedding invite. if you <laughs> Don't you feel like intimate with them through knowing their birth chart and these stories? Yeah. It feels like people we know. So yeah. I really like the way this is going. It's cool. Thank you for taking time out of your super busy day to sit in here with me and record these. I enjoy it. At the end of the day, if I, like I try and ask myself with everything, if, if the, if I were told tomorrow is my last day, would I rather be building a van? Would I rather be running an ultra or would I rather be doing everything I can to help people? And I'd rather, if I could carve out an hour a day to help people, then that's what I'd rather do. Yeah. So. Really important. Thank you, baby Jay. 
Jeffrey, any last words? Nothing anymore. <laughs> He's like, all right, they're done. Oh, wait. Silence. There he goes. He I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. See you later.